reading tonight from the second book of Timothy, second epistle of, of Timothy, written by the apostle Paul, chapter 1, verse 12. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. The gospel is full of action. It's not an inactive organization that you you don't do, but it's something that you do. It's an activity, but it's a very positive, good activity. Serving God, there's nothing in this world that we've found yet that is more outstanding than just serving God. Jesus said, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. What's wrong with that? That's something good to do. Following Jesus, the Son of God, and he'd give you something to do. And so many of us have done that to the best of our ability with the Lord's help. But I'll tell you where we're, we're trying to go here tonight. If you take a list of things, you take just a piece of paper, and on one side of that paper you say, this is what I know. I, I, I know this. I, this is something that I know. Or, or you might say, uh, what do you know? What do you know that has eternal value? That's a little bit bigger than just something that you know. You know that you have the key to your house. Don't you know that? You hope you know that. You hope it's in your pocket, purse, wherever so that you can get back in the house when you get home tonight. On the other side of the list, you've got one side as the things you know, and the other side of the list is what you don't know. No one is wondering about that. I thought, wouldn't be anything in that list, would there? If I don't know it, what am I going to write down? I'm just speculating on what I don't know. And there's probably a, probably a pretty big list. But what I know stands out as the, as the more important aspect of a Christian life. And what, what I know that has an eternal value, it, it has a, a substance to it that has, uh, motivates us that encourages us because it's directed by the Spirit of God. It's an encouragement comes down from heaven where, where every good and perfect gift, that's where it comes from, comes from God. And uh, we don't invent it. God sends it. So what's important tonight to think about is what do you know? All right, got that clear. This verse we first read said, For the which cause I also suffer. Suffer basically is to endure or have an experience. I suffer these things. The apostle was referring to the fact that he was 
in a bad way as far as uh, accommodations. He could have gone on and complained and said, my accommodations aren't very good, the food's terrible, I want to get out of this place, I want to get out of Rome. Well, it wasn't going to happen, it sounds like. If you go back to the 8th verse in the same chapter, it says, Be not thou, he's telling Timothy, remember, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. And then he says here in verse 12, Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. So there was nothing to be ashamed of. The gospel was so powerful, so real, that they knew that Jesus had died, had suffered terribly, but he rose again by this time. This is written after that period. And so they were standing on something that they knew. Paul knew it. Timothy knew it. All the believers, they, had, they could say, I know that my, my Lord lives and he, he fills my life with something worth living for. That's the part I, I like. For I know whom I have believed. We should say, do you know who you believed? Do you know who you have believed? Do you believe the Lord? Do you really believe God? Well, the point here is I know whom. That's directed at someone. At someone. I know whom. I have believed. I know that I have believed that Jesus is the Christ. I know that he rose again. I know that he lives in my life. We could say, I know that I'm saved. I know that God has sanctified me. He's filled me with the Spirit. He's healed me of afflictions. I know that. Those are good things to focus on. I was thinking of these horses that... uh, you use, well, maybe you probably don't use these kind of horses, and neither do I. But uh, you have a horse, and you have a plow connected to the horse, and you've got to plow the field. But have you ever seen pictures of things like this? They have these, these bridles that have blinders on them, so that they can't see very well to the left side or to the right side. And so the idea is that the farmer behind the plow... And be sure that, that that horse is going in the right direction. doesn't want him to veer off course and, and, and look over to the other fields that are around there and, and be distracted. In the gospel, there's, there's plenty of things that we can do, but there's plenty of distractions, things that would cause us to, to veer off course and start plowing an uncertain furrow, if that be the case. We don't want to do that. We want to be straight in our furrow with the Lord. We want to be pressing towards the prize that the Lord has laid out before us. He's given us that responsibility and the power to go and sin no more. So we can say, I know whom I have believed. I like this this whole verse is just filled with action. And am persuaded. You ever do things that you're persuaded to do? You know, if you're really persuaded to do it, you do it doesn't matter if it's raining or if the sun is shining. You're persuaded. Nobody is going to get you off course because you are persuaded. If you're 11 years old, an 11-year-old boy, okay. If you're an 11-year-old boy and you know you got to go home for supper, but you're having too much fun playing in the sandbox with your buddy, you're persuaded uh, until you finally 
get hungry enough to go home. And hopefully there's something still there to eat. You're persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Uh, We've committed something to the Lord. We've committed our life to the Lord. Possibly uh, this has different interpretations. But committed to the Lord and and following the Lord. and, And you're persuaded because he's able you see, before that, I've already covered the fact that I, I know whom I have believed. So we recognize the fact that there is power backing up the statements here that Paul is writing to Timothy. And he's trying to encourage Timothy, saying, you know, Timothy, things will come that will not be that easy. But you need to be sure that you're headed on course and that you are fully persuaded and that you know whom you've believed you know whom you've believed so we've got that cleared up another verse that you might look at is found in first john 3 verse 2 in fact verse 1 behold what manner of love the father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of god therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. The world, in this case, doesn't know. It says, the world knoweth not. And therefore, don't be surprised if the world doesn't know you either. In other words, that the world doesn't recognize the fact that when you say you've been born again, that your life has been changed, they don't get it. They don't get it. Uh, unspiritual mind can't grasp the gospel. One must be willing to surrender their life to the Lord before they can ever get the understanding of what the Lord's doing in your life. We didn't just start off with some sort of a theological book that just we're able to translate into the language we understood and then we're just like bold Christians right from the get-go. No, we started as babies. Sometimes we stayed as babies for quite a while until we we began to realize this is good stuff. This gospel that they've been talking about in church all these years and we sort of missed it. Or even if you weren't in church, maybe you heard about it, like Brother Chet, heard about it from somebody at work. He knew something about the gospel, but it wasn't taking hold yet. When it took hold, it took hold. That's the difference. When the gospel gets a hold of you, you can say, I know whom I have believed. I know it. I'm convinced of it. I'm interested in words sometimes in the Bible. Did you know that in the Bible, no, just the word no, is mentioned 763 times, knowest 104 times, and knowest 89 times. That's about 956 times in the Bible there's a reference to knowing something. Now, oftentimes, there's a reference to knowing something that we need to know. So there's a lot of things we need to know. Where's the reference book? It is the Bible. We can go in there book by book, page by page, and find out what I need to know. I don't always say referencing by a no in front of the what you need to know, but you can figure that out. We know this is good, good, good meat for the soul. This is good spiritual food for for a Christian life. Verse 2 says, Beloved, 
Now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. So both of them are there. What we know, what we don't know. It's just written down here. i just reading what I, what's in the Bible. But we, we know that the Lord has made us children of God. It's wonderful to be a child of God. Sometimes if we testify, we tell about some of those days, thankfully years ago, they were not very good. Didn't have anything to offer. One thing I recall was I don't, re- I don't remember there's any pictures of those years, thankfully. You wouldn't want to bring the pictures of that kind of life forward, would you? But in the gospel, you don't mind the pictures. Pictures of happy people. Pictures at camp meeting. How many times have you seen somebody has a picture and in the background it says, Jesus, the light of the world. That's because they're happy to be there at camp meeting, most likely. That's where they usually get those kind of pictures. But it must not yet appear what we shall be. But we know. Oh, wait. We know now. We know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. See, there's something that we know. I know, but now we know. There's a, a collection a collection of people that can say, we know that this gospel is good. We, we share the message with one another. We share answers to prayer. We, we share prayer requests among one another because we know the effectiveness of prayer. How do we know it? We've experienced the effectiveness of prayer. It's good reason to isolate, in a sense, isolate ourselves from those things we don't really need to know. Not only do we not need to know them, we don't need to rehearse them. Sometimes we can get caught up in rehearsing the things that we don't Oh, it's been, we had a terrible day. It was awful. The rain washed out the crops. The hail destroyed the corn. You know, just go on and on and on. And then talk about it for another couple of hours. It it really doesn't do much good, really. It might be history, but who cares? Nobody really cares about it. So, So just stop and focus on the things that you know. I know that my Redeemer liveth. I know that. That's another verse we're going to get to. When he shall appear, when the Lord shall appear, when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Now, we may not fully understand what that means, but certainly sounds good. And when when we get to that place, we'll know what we need to know. And, and the, the the Lord is... It's going to take care of that real good. In Second Timothy, again, chapter 1, chapter 2, rather, chapter 2, verse 19, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Now, see, that's good, solid material. When, when, you, when you read something like that, foundation of God standeth sure. Build on that, okay? Having this seal, the Lord knoweth. The Lord knoweth them that are his. You see, God knows those that are his. We don't have to worry about God. God's taking care of that. He knows something too. The Lord knoweth us. 
He knows them that are his. He loves us. He's done so much for us. He's done everything for us that we might have a joy of the Lord day by day, step by step. To have the love of God in our hearts. To have the peace of God that passes all understanding. To have this as a reality. To have it implanted. To have it be the motivator, the, the persuader of our lives, the, the encourages, the encouragement of our hearts. We can be an example to others that way. People sometimes will they'll, they'll ask you, what's, what's wrong with that guy? Well, there's nothing wrong with that guy or that girl. He just enjoys the joy of the Lord. And it's what they don't know. See, they don't know it. So sometimes they kind of make fun of it to kind of, they want to make it go away sometimes. What we want people to know is that the Holy Ghost conviction can get a hold of their hearts and bring them to a place of prayer, just like we did. Job 19, 25. Job 19 and 25. What does it say? Now, get the context here. Job was approximately 3,500 years ago. At roughly 1,500 years before the time of Christ. And what does he say? For I know that my Redeemer liveth. Where did he get that information? That's incredible. Long, long before uh, what we've seen unfold in, in our time, He's saying, I know that my Redeemer liveth. And if you read the book of Job, Job didn't, he wasn't really a happy camper. Things didn't exactly go the best ways at times for Job. And yet he says, I know that my Redeemer liveth and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. There was a confidence there that he had, had found something real in very Old Testament times. He didn't hardly know what we know, but he knew what he needed to know. So I guess essentially what we're saying tonight is, I know, we know, and the Lord knows. We can build on that confidence, can't we? But most of all, it's what do you know that has eternal value? Those are the things we need to isolate ourselves with us, so to speak. Uh, draw, draw from the Word of God. Uh, sometimes people have little scripture, scriptures that they have for every day of the year, and they'll pull that out and read that. It's just kind of a, uh, kind of a vitamin spiritual supplement for the day. And, and, it, and it's, a, it's a blessing. They're going to the Word of God, following their devotional time, following their maybe prayer time that day, and maybe they're even at work by now, but they're looking to something that, that's, that's got long-term value, eternal value. And they can say, I know God is going to help me today. God is going to help my friends. God is going to reach out and bring a healing touch to that one that needs a healing touch. And, and we're praying for that one and encouraged by the fact that we've seen this before. This is nothing new. This is the victories that the Lord has laid out before us again and again and again. So tonight, let's just depend on what we know and God can do the rest.